let's talk a little bit about contract yo what is up off the top row what's up how's it going welcome to the stream welcome to the stream welcome to listening to me talk about the aw drama how are you doing sir by the way how are you so let's talk a little bit about contract tampering right so contract tampering is basically like you go to a wrestler or a sports person or it could happen like at a, at a ordinary nine to five job and somebody is like, oh, I really like your skills. I really value your skills. You know, let's talk more. So you go and talk more. And the person is there to basically try to give you an incentive to get out of your contract, which, you know, you're not really supposed to do contract tampering. However, in the world of wrestling, it's a little bit different just because um, no one fully talks about how a contract is done is made what's in a contract because what i wanted what i want in a contract is way different from off the top rope what they want in a contract uh what dex wants in a contract what's ronin want in a contract and whatever lurker out there on twitch wanted a contact wanted a contract sorry so it's different right However, the underlining fundamental of this is that someone talks to you, someone tries to give you an incentive, and you try to find a way to get out of your contract. Whether that is the person who wants you will buy you out of your contract, which, by the way, has happened in wrestling. It has happened in wrestling. So everyone on Twitter, like, shush for a while because everyone is all like oh they can't do that and all this kind of stuff it has happened in wrestling where contracts have been brought bought out you know um perfect example is when wwe when vince bought wcw he was able to pay out some of those contracts that he could afford at the time uh to have those certain wrestlers come over and do like the invasion angle and um we're talking about AJ hey, Rod, what's up? I miss you, buddy. Um, we are talking about uh contract ta uh tampering right at the moment. Um, so like I was saying that the the time when the WCW wrestlers uh invaded WWE when WWE bought WCW, basically, um Vince had enough money. Hey, I appreciate that, J-Rod. I appreciate that. Um, the AEW and New Japan invasion angle has nothing to do with contract tempering in this in this regard, just so you know. Um, so all the WCW wrestlers that went over to WWE as the invasion angle, those wrestlers were paid out of their contracts in order to appear on WWE programming. The rest of the WCW superstars, like the big names, like Hall and Nash and Sting, and um, it should be like some other people too. Vince didn't have enough money to pay them out of their contracts from Turner to go over. So um, they were still under contract with Turner. So contract tamp tampering um, is really like 
how can I say it? I mean, like it's there. You're not supposed to do it, but it does happen. And that's one, that's one instance in the history of uh, wrestling where it has happened. Now people are like, you know, trying to say that, you know, with Jeff Hardy, that's different with Keith Lee. That's different. It's really not. Tony Khan managed to contact them. Tony Khan managed to talk to them while they were still on that 90-day clause. If you are on that 90-day clause, you are still part of WWE, even though you are released. You just really can't do anything at the moment, but you're still part of it until they're like, okay, officially 90 days, 30 days up. You're no longer under the WWE banner, even if like we, we released you. Um, so you can go do whatever you want. You're a free agent. That, like, months ago, that's what people were saying that, like, you know, these guys are free agents once they're, like, released. Technically, not at the moment. But, you know, because Keith Lee had to say on the AW Unrestricted podcast that Tony Khan managed to find a way to talk to him within three days of his release, even though he was still under that 90-day clause... That could definitely be contract tampering because you have to talk to the person. The person still has that 90 day clause. And in order to speed that process up so they could become that free agent to get them over to AEW, you will have to buy them out. So Tony Khan did do a little bit of contract tampering when he like talks to the people who are still, um, you know, in that 90 day clause and stuff like that. So like, you know, if they are under that clause, you are not allowed to really talk to them unless you really want to make the offer and call up WWE and be like, Hey, I know this person has a 90 day or 30 day, you know, clause. And I was just hoping if I can like, you know, give you guys money and like pay them out of their contract. That's the only way that like, you know, um, it can happen, but everyone's take about contract tampering on, um, you know, Twitter is really like misinformed about it. Um, there is no like right or wrong answer when it comes to contract tampering, but I'm just giving you guys a little bit of a history lesson of like, you know, it's basically when someone talks to you, Someone tries to convince you to get out of your contract and or will pay for you to leave that one job and come work with them. And like I said, the WCW invasion angle is the only one that was successful with it because none of the big time WCW guys went over. And after their contracts were up, after Turner manages to pay them all out, they basically did whatever they wanted. And Vince was like, oh, no, you're not coming on board. Um, so that's just contract tampering however like i said it's a little different in wrestling only because everybody has different contracts whatever i want is different from whatever my chat wants so you know you gotta think about that is is it's not like a one single um philosophy that may not be the word but there's like no single blueprint on like contract tampering so, you know, if I could teach you guys a little bit of history about that, you know, I've done my job. Uh, let me go back up here and read some some comments from you guys uh, since I'm rambling on here. Um, by the way, J-Rod, I still appreciate you for uh, subbing 
uh, for one month for, for Prime. Again, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't want your experience to be interrupted here, uh, send me those Twitch Primes. They're free. And then also, um, if you want to gift some community, some community uh, subs, you can. And then you could also donate to me and the Wrestling Travel Fund uh, because I am now starting to uh, get booked in a way. More on that in a different podcast episode. Um, okay, so... Okay. Uh, J-Rod said, so was it true that WWE was trying to bring back certain wrestlers back to WWE? That I do not know, but I will say that um, I will say that those dirt sheets, like, um, you know, make up anything. Um, the last thing was that Jonah, uh, that people were throwing around Jonah's name just because somebody watched the G1. Most likely, most likely Triple H watched the G1. I could probably guarantee you that Triple H watched the G1 or he had somebody watch the G1. Um, just because when I was at WWE, they were talking about Wrestle Kingdom and how Triple H wants, you know, to watch Wrestle Kingdom and stuff like that. So I, I know that Triple H watches everything he has his ear to the ground like he is so damn awesome and i never really got to meet him when i was in wwe but um you know just because jonah's name is thrown around he's currently in a program with okada that starts september 2nd and then heading into uh declaration of power which is like their next little mini uh small pay-per-view it's gonna be okada versus jonah the stipulation is going to be that, like, you know, if Jonah can knock down um, Okada, most likely he's going to be in the main event at Wrestle Kingdom because they gave Okada the the main event the main event at Wrestle Kingdom spot automatically after he was like, "Hey, I won the G one, so put me in the main event," and I'm like, Okada, <laughs> man. I love you, dude, but stop it. Um, but I don't really think that certain people are trying to go back to WWE. I think that the door is always open for people to go back to WWE if they want to. Um, if I had a choice in a matter, I would go back to WWE and try to work under Triple H's uh, guidance just because um, I watched the interview that he had with um, Logan Paul. And I was just like, um, I was like, I just want to learn from that mind. Like I, I would go back. I would, I would go back now. If when, when Vince was in charge and after everything, I was just like, eh, maybe not. Um, but I wouldn't mind going back now. Um, Hey, Alex is back. Um, if Jericho goes back, man, <laughs> I'm just going to be like, bro, pick one. Um, it is even under 30. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um cool. Uh let's see. Guarantee what is it? Oh my god. I think I gotta switch this out. Um guarantee just to get a feel on what the response was. Yep. Um loads have spoken about how they still have yeah. Um, you know, even, even Adam Cole has said it at one point that he still talks to Triple H to be like, Hey, how's it going? You know, how's life? You know that. So like, if somebody is just texting, uh, somebody else about like, Hey, how's life? How's everything? Like, you know, 
don't always jump to conclusions that he's trying to get Adam Cole back. Like, it's just one of those things. Like, if I text somebody in this chat to be like, hey, how's it going? I haven't talked to you in a while. You know, I want to know what's up with you. Like, you know, Adam Cole is actually being a friend to Triple H because there's no, like, bad blood there. So people on the internet take the dirt sheets as gospel and then they spew it and then they're like, yeah, it's true. It's 100% true. No, it's not. Even the dirt cheese don't know, and they have to like go fishing and create some fluff for it. Um, so what's the actual awards to winning the G1 Climax Tourney? The actual awards is basically that once you win the G1, you basically get a shot at the title. If you're like a big name or like a decent name, you may be able to pull some strings and, um, you know fight for a different title that's not the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship title. Um, but Okada, Okada likes to get the spotlight on him and likes to have it on him. So Okada was like, man, I want this uh, thing to um, to mean more. And so, you know, put me in the main event at Wrestle Kingdom and starting September 2nd all the way to Wrestle Kingdom, um, I'm going to have a series of matches and, you know, let's see if people can, um, you know, knock me down from me winning the G1 because, uh, Okada, Okada is on his shit, man. Okada is on his shit. Yes. I wanted Osprey to win too. We'll, we'll get into Osprey too. So, uh, we'll get there soon. Um, yeah, the Logan Paul interview was really good. Um, yeah. Uh, Dex does, Dex definitely does definitely has it um all right so that's all about contract uh, tampering like you know if people on twitter were a little bit smarter that'd be great uh what is this someone could be like assuming that when bray wyatt posts something about wrestling being more than a love story on instagram and they'll go on They'll go, oh, he's coming back to Summer Sam. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Especially that one, too. I was just like, he's just sharing his love, guys. Like, not everything is a cryptic a cryptic message to, um, you know, for, uh, for you to, like, try to investigate. But you want to know what the biggest problem Twitter has and people on Twitter have is that, um, is that basically they want to be first, Everybody on Twitter, including the including the dirt sheets, they want to be first. They want to break stuff first. They want to be like, oh, my God, I put on my detective glasses. I went searching. Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. And then when they post something on online, they're like, oh, my God, me first, me first. I broke it first. Why? Go and make something productive. Contribute to the wrestling community that is productive. Contribute to life that is productive. Contribute to, like, your favorite hobby. Why is it that you have to go looking for the most insignificant of things, such as Bray Wyatt telling you that wrestling is a love story and he's reflecting on things, and you want to go and be detective and be like, I solved the case, guys. It was me. You bet. You guys better give me credit. If not, I'm going to like complain about it on Twitter. Go make something productive. Just go make something productive out of life. 
go enjoy life because there is more to the internet than life. I say that as I stream and do all this content and stuff, but I love doing this. Okay. So I love wrestling, but for the most part with people who are comfortable with their like nine to five jobs and you know, their second jobs and stuff like that, like, you know, um, Go do something productive. Uh, go work on your hobby and stuff like that. You don't have to always like be first in the IWC. I don't understand. Like, if somebody wants to tell me if they think that it's tiring, because I think it's tiring. If you guys want to be first, like, stop being first. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay to not be first because if you contribute to the IWC with something meaningful and not just memes and not just dunking on people, maybe the, um, the whole entire Twitter community can be like phenomenal. Like I'm going to like, I am going to switch topics a little bit here and I appreciate everyone in the chat. Um, I appreciate you guys like just listening to me here. Just, you know, talk about the IWC. Um, for the past week, I have built, I have continued to build my empire. Okay. So like, I haven't really been posting much stuff, but I've been posting like updates of like thanking all of my new followers on Twitter at Marie underscore shadows for everyone listening to out there and lurking on twitch.tv forward slash Marie underscore shadows. So I have been in Gabe Sapolsky's Twitter spaces for the past week. And I have been loving the fact that I got to basically talk with one of the best minds in the business. One of the people that I have been like wanting to really talk to, wanting to really have a seminar with. And like, he's one of my favorites in the sport of wrestling. If you do not know who Gabe Sapolsky is, there is no hope for you. Okay. Gabe Sapolsky was the booker to Ring of Honor. He was the coffee guy to Paul Heyman. He learned a lot from Paul Heyman and he basically ran Evolve. Okay. So like great mind this whole entire week, we did, we did Twitter spaces and I have so much knowledge and I care about wrestling and I care about, um, you know, the wrestlers and like teaching wrestlers how to use social media to their advantage in ways that they probably never thought of. They probably thought of it, but like to, to really be consistent and go with it. And like, you know, I was able to provide a platform for people. Gabe understood like how much, uh, passion I have and like all the good ideas and sharing the space with other wrestlers, other managers, uh, fans that came on through some of, uh, my podcasting buddies were there too. And I was like, yo, you got to get up here and speak and make sure that people follow you and stuff like that. So what I'm trying to get at is that after doing these spaces, I have networked with so many other wrestlers that I put myself out there. Normally I would have never done that. Uh, but something just clicked in my head where I'm like, if I don't put myself out there, who else is going to do it? And then I'm going to kick myself in the ass that I didn't put myself out there, that I lost an opportunity to put myself out there to make sure that people know that they have a safe place to come if they need to talk to me about like marketing and like how to get their stuff, how to get their stuff out there and give them a platform with my newsletter, marieshadows.substack.com. So, you know, I learned a lot in those couple of days. 
talking with everyone, networking with everyone. I have to line up nine. I think I'm up to nine different interviews with indie wrestlers just to give them a platform and to talk to them and let people know that they're available for bookings. They're available for traveling. They'll do what they got to do. And, you know, um, that would have never happened if I never realized exactly what my platform was about. Like I, like I knew what, I knew what it was about other than giving you guys my opinion and, Oh, thanks for the follow, man. Appreciate it. Um, you know, giving people a place and, you know, there's one person that I haven't personally think. So I'm going to probably say it on here and then probably tell him afterwards is, uh, Hanare <laughs> as, as, as much as, uh, you know, if you know me, I, I like gushing over certain people that have really brought me into, I guess their family in a way, like, I don't know. Um, but I do have to like thank Hanari because if it wasn't for him to say, you know, thanks for giving me a platform because of some stupid shit that happened, but we're not going to get into it. Um, cause it's, it's stupid. Uh, but if it wasn't for him to be like, Hey, thanks for giving me a platform. I never think of my stuff as a platform because I don't, I don't consider myself to be that big to be like, Oh, I have a platform. You know, i I consider myself to be one of the guys. I consider myself to be one of the helpers. I consider myself to, you know, be this badass chick that, you know, will tell you, um, opinions, whether you want to hear it or not, you know, um, will definitely make you think about how you think about wrestling and how, you know, this works, that works. But at the end of the day, I never really thought I had a platform until, his words came back to me while I was in the spaces with Gabe Sapolsky. So like it wasn't until like last night, that's when I really truly said what my platform is about. So I'm just like here, like, okay, cool. You know, and that's me growing and that's me not trying to be me first, me first, me first, me first without like anything else behind it. Like it's about, me making the best content you guys enjoying the best content and you guys coming back here every single time that i'm live and we're talking about stuff or i'm interviewing somebody um and of course as always the goal is to get to new japan pro wrestling to um do media coverage for new japan pro wrestling that's always the end goal and i most likely I don't know what the future holds, but I definitely want to go do that. And that's me again, just leveling, leveling with you guys as well, too. Just because, you know, on the internet wrestling community, everyone spends so much time trying to either be me first, um, trying to dunk on people, trying to start negative conversations for the sake of negativity. And it's never like, why don't you go support like a small streamer? Why don't you go support, you know, something or make something if you don't like something, you know, that's exactly how a lot of these podcasts got started. That's exactly how these conversations got started. Someone didn't like something. They started something and, you know, it could blow up or not. Um, but, you know, that's everything. 
<laughs> that that's everything on how like i feel i i feel like i always have to have like a heart to heart with you guys just because um just because this i don't know this gets stressful okay but there we go there's my story and about the iwc and that they should go do something anything other than like working their nine to five job uh Jay right over here with the let it all out <laughs> and then ronan coming in with that that awesome heart i like that heart um but yeah like you know i'm here trying to build an empire and trying to get signed that, that, that that's all i'm trying to do okay so ads are coming up soon um i'm gonna continue to talk through the ads um but yeah Dex says it's why I started a fitness podcast. Too much staying in my head, and I need to let it all out. Yes, man. Yeah, that's definitely. Yep, that's also another reason why I have a podcast, so I could just like talk to you guys and be like, "This is what I'm thinking about." Um, you know. But yeah. Uh, cool. Um, so after contract tampering, we're gonna talk about interim everything. Ladies and gentlemen, I really need all the AEW, um, all the AEW fans that are out there, because I know you guys have me on mute. I know you guys like, you know, may not like my opinion because I tell you guys the truth and how to fix AEW, but everyone is all like, oh, she hates it. She hates it. Blah, blah, blah. So AEW needs to stop having interim everything. Unfortunately, Thunder Rosa is um, in pain and, um, you know, she's hurt and she really can't walk. She can't do anything. So um, instead of Tony Khan being like, hey, you got to relinquish the title, uh, we're going to crown an interim champion at All Out, which I think that, you know, if he didn't start it with um, with like CM Punk. Like, you really have to make those decisions about, like, you know, we got to do it as tradition. If you're hurt and you can't compete, you have to give up the title. There shouldn't be interim this, interim that, interim this, interim that. Like, it's fucking stupid. It really is. It's stupid. Um, I hate it. I really do hate this interim thing because it's like, you know, it's like, I don't want to say it's like school. It's not really like school. Um, but you totally get the idea that like, we don't really need it. If Thunder Rosa is hurt, I wish her all the best in recovery, but you know, the same thing that they, that they should have did to punk that, you know, take the boat away. Like just, just do it. If it's not broken, don't fix it. Just saying, if it's not broken, don't fix it. Yeah, man. It is. It's that Tony Khan is definitely, you know, Tony Khan is playing is playing the best friend, um, the best friend of wrestlers, and it's like, you know, sometimes, sometimes you can't, you can't play the best friends of wrestlers because then that's how like miscommunication happens. That's how arguments happen. That's how like you know, um the bad things happen when you're when you're their friend you could be their friend for certain situations but you can't be their friend like 100 like you have to really uh separate friendship 
from like um you know business the same way that you have to separate business from pleasure you really have to like separate it um it sounds like it's high school kids booking these matches damn j-rod damn sounds like high it sounds like it's high school kids booking these matches damn j-rod <laughs> jesus <laughs> um but you know all i have to say about that is that you know interim everything needs to stop um because you want to know why i just thought of this too that it's sort of like when we get into autumn and winter that um all the chicks that go to starbucks and they order their pumpkin latte their pumpkin coffee and pumpkin this and pumpkin that that's exactly what the interim everything is ronan i was seriously going to try to insert one of those like oprah things where oprah is like you get a car you get a car and it would have been funny for this one too where like obviously tony khan is all like you get a belt you get a belt you get a belt you get a belt you know um i was really gonna do that for this for this episode it's a good thing you brought it up but yeah stop with interim everything the same way that you guys gotta stop with like pumpkin everything um okay so we have another topic to go over, which is the secret success that keeps AEW going and it's not money. Does anybody in chat want to take a guess as to what this secret success is? It is not money. I hope you guys can still hear me. Okay. Does anybody want to take a guess as to what this to what this could be? I agree because the reason why I say that it's a business treated like a business is not like some weird popularity contest. That's how you know like he always wanted to be popular by always giving people what they want and it's like it can't it can't happen that way, you know? Um, but yeah. Um, let's see. Is it because of YouTube channels? <laughs> um, no, not necessarily. It's not, it's not because of YouTube channels. Um, I mean, we can say that's one of like their success even though they get 200,000 a pop for for views but um nah it's not it's not youtube um don't worry i have everything like coming into this uh it's because the fan is because of the fan growth ain't it uh no it's not even because of that um yo greg you're like <sighs> greg Okay, so Ultimate Sports Talk 20, uh, 2011, if you're not following him, please make sure to give him a follow over on uh, Twitch. Um, you know, his name is Greg. Uh, Greg always seems to come in to my live streams when I'm about to, like, after um, I talk about the secret success of AEW, 
um i always talk about like cm punk after and i think that his ears sort of like tingle and he's like i feel disturbance in the force maria is probably going to talk about cm punk and that's when he fucking comes in <laughs> he doesn't always come in at the beginning of my streams he always finds a way of like i think maria's talking about cm punk let me come in <laughs> um okay so uh, let me see if I missed anything. Uh, uh, I miss how wrestlers used to protect the business. Yeah, man. Like, I, I you know, it is what it is. Uh, not every wrestler. No, every wrestler has one to make. Damn it. Uh, what the hell? Uh, no, every wrestler has one to make them feel likable and one of us. Yeah. Okay. So let me just get into the secret success of AEW and it's not, uh, it's not money. It's not, uh, it's mainly not money where, where, where I'm going with this. Okay. Um, so what it is, is this, I'm not sure if you guys can see this. You know what? I'm gonna um Okay. So I don't really like to always put the young bucks on blast. Okay. I don't like um taking a screenshot and being like, hey, this is this is what we're talking about. Um, just because I just don't really see the time for it. But this is uh this goes along with what I was uh, trying to say is that like their one success is that they're always changing their bio. So they're always like, oh, new bio, this new bio, that. And this is their, you know, new bio where they're making fun of um, the dirt sheets. Uh, they're making fun of everything that like they see on Twitter. And that's my one biggest like issue with the Young Bucks and AEW is that while yes, um, if you want to get out there, if you want to get like, um, you know, your name out there, get traction out there. Sure. Use social media to your advantage where basically, you know, you're looking at what people are saying and you are, uh, commenting on that, um, in order to get people to notice and stuff like that. So they're, um, so their thing now is the meeting ended with everyone passing the mic around and sharing their favorite Young, Buck, Young Bucks matches. Fun moment, right? So I did see on Twitter where like Max Caster decided to, um, you know, do his rap and decided to talk about like, you know, the backstage meeting. And apparently people were saying that, oh, the crowd didn't pop for that. And that was a teachable moment where everyone that says Twitter is not a real place was basically like, Oh, because the Cleveland crowd didn't pop for it. Therefore Twitter is not a real place. And it's sort of like, you can only go, but so far by doing inside jokes that eventually is going to sound stupid. It's going to sound played out. And it's just one of those things where it's like, why are we doing so many inside jokes? Why can't Max Caster come up with like actual good uh raps where it's like, you know, um, 
it doesn't really need to involve Twitter. It doesn't really need to involve uh, politics unless like it's relevant to what you're doing. Um, you know, for people to say that, oh, you know, the crowd doesn't really stay on Twitter like that. Look, 95% of that crowd is on Twitter. The 5% are the ones that don't really like, you know, care um, about you know, um, Twitter like that. So, but you do have the 95% that will get into arguments with you. The 95% that does have burner accounts that will go after you and try to make you look like a fool. And those 95% of people are like in that crowd. They probably knew about it, but why are they going to pop for that? Why? Like, just because the internet is talking about, um, you know, backstage uh talks and stuff like that like they're there to get entertained and max caster always has to like pull something from like the internet what he just read because the raps like really do sound like um you know he thought about it like three minutes before they're like yo your music is gonna hit you gotta like go out there and he's searching on the internet to be like oh what can i rap about this time you know, that's why I don't take to Max Caster, and that's why I enjoy uh, Austin Gunn and, um, like, his rapping ability, because Austin Gunn can definitely, like, obliterate Max, Max Caster um, as a freestyle, hands down. And anyway, Austin Gunn, like, is a better rapper, better rapper. Um, but it's comments like this where the Young Bucks always poke at Twitter, and then and then they want to cry and be like, oh, Twitter is mean. They send us they probably did like do all that shit. But like the main point is that they always want to cry and be like, oh, Twitter is mean to us and stuff like that. You know, sometimes if you have people uh, being mean to you. Right. Sometimes you might want to change something about yourself. If, if, if it's the same repeating uh, thing that people talk about that people point out. So if it's like something that's reoccurring, you might need to change that about yourself. But if you have like a hundred people yelling at you uh, about like a hundred different things, then, then, then don't change anything about yourself. But if you have that consistency of somebody uh, complaining about something, then like you might want to look into it. Um, Ronan says it's a different demographic a uh, crowd just to get um uh just to get entertained they don't care about the internet shit plus he's trying to plagiarize lyrics that's why he sucks austin is better uh is it known that he plagiarizes lyrics i've never i've never heard that so I might need some clarification on that, Ronan. Uh, sometimes, J-Rod, sometimes. Uh, definitely, I will say that ag uh, antagonizing the fans is definitely one thing. Um, so, yeah, um, I don't really like to, like I said, I don't like to bring up uh, certain things. But, like, you know, sometimes Twitter could be a little insufferable when it comes to people just laughing at stuff like this and not taking it seriously and this is why we end up with the AEW product that we have uh that's what it sounds like from how you describe oh <laughs> okay i can see that i can see that uh caster is like watching a kid 
in a high school talent contest and thinks he is winning by everyone laughing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Greg, you can always weigh in, dude. Like, you don't have to ask. Like, when have I ever asked you, yo, do you want to weigh in? Like, you are more than welcome to weigh in like everyone else. Um, unless it's like you sharing some private stuff, then I'll be like, no. But, you know, other than that, like, you you can always, um, you know, chime in. Um, but yeah, like... Uh, I never really do like to bring this stuff up, but like it does get a little annoying where like people just don't take this seriously and don't really be like, dude, you guys got to change because the more times that you poke at the fan base you're trying to build and trying to uh, bring in casual fans to sort of become those hardcore fans, spend that money, get that stuff, um, you know, you're kind of alienating um, them. And we're saying this all the whole entire time. Um, I'm going to just bring it back to before when I mentioned that the 1 million views that they got was thanks to Will Ospreay. Max Caster is worse than CM Punk, so why are we talking about him right now? Because he's part of the plan. Well, I mean, sorry, not plan. He's part of, like, my topic, sir. That's why we're talking about him. We'll get to Punk in a moment, okay? We'll get we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, Jeez, Greg. <laughs> um, but we're only talking about Max because someone on Twitter brought it up saying that, um, you know, uh, because the Cleveland crowd didn't pop, at his like backstage uh comment with the talent meeting or whatever the case may be um you know that that equals that twitter is not a real place you know no <laughs> no greg we're getting there um and i cannot snooze ads like anymore so uh, ads start in one minute if that's, if that's what you're wondering. I'm trying to stall. If anybody wants to throw in some questions, go ahead. Before we talk about CM Punk and Moxley, because I have a lot to say about that. And I want you guys to hear me. Um, you guys could definitely throw in some, some questions at this point. Oh, good. I thought I had, I didn't have that on. Um... Someone's going fishing, yeah. You told me I came just in time for that segment. What the heck? Look, man, you did. It's just that, well, ads start soon, and I can't, like, you know, cut off ads at the moment. Ah, oh, God. Give me a second, guys. <laughs> <laughs> 